A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Well, I was going to go fight him, bro. I think that's literally gone. Bro, he stopped, the, he, stopped the se- he stopped the session like, he stopped the session like, and. Everyone could hear it. Like we yeah, paid yeah. fifteen million for for oh, you. Oh, in there. front of all the players, in front of everyone, bro. Yeah. And I was just like, bro, don't chat to me like that. Like, like you know, if you want to say something to me, say it, say it to my face, kind of thing, you know. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. I'm with my main man, Dej. What are you saying to me, bro? I'm good, bro. Very, very happy to be here. We're on home turf. You know, we've been away on the road, you know, <laughs> Brighton, Manchester, but we're back at the home base and, you know, we've got a bagsman with us today, so it's going to be good to talk about his career and nah, nah, what he's been up to. Definitely. Before we introduce the bagsman... Just some quick housekeeping. Um, follow our Twitter at podcast underscore TBG, our TikTok at TBG pod and our Instagram at pod underscore TBG. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help us get to 30K and also leave a comment for the algorithm. Even before we introduce our guest, I'm feeling a little bit embarrassed <laughs> because we're meant to be gifting our guest a, a gift and <laughs> Brit has come in and, and surprised us with it's a care drip. package. Some some drip. Drip. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, we're delighted to announce we're joined with Watford striker Brit Esombalonga. Welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you for having me on, man. Thank you for having me on, man. Anything? No worries, man. We were telling you outside that this was one of the easiest you know, getting a guest we've ever had. Literally, <laughs> one phone call. Okay, when are you free? Okay, Monday. Uh, bang. There you are, and it? it was simple. So like, no, love I, for showing support, man. No, I, I like I like things to be on the board, man. Once I say a date, that's the date we get. We no, get, man, get you're a man of your man. word. You know, you know what's mad? I'm gonna say something that I probably shouldn't, but Dej has wanted to get you on for like three years. <laughs> so so yeah, from, man. From yeah, early, yeah. bro. I followed your career, yeah. man. From like Peter, brother. <laughs> You were at a stage where the only way was the Prem and I yeah. still believe you can get yeah. there, man. Obviously, there's been things that have happened in between, but yeah, man, I'm one of those guys that I watch the champ. Yeah. <laughs> so when a player's like doing well, I always say, he's making it Prem. So like yeah. Eze, Elise. Yeah. So like, it's only probably you and Bradley Dak that have not yet hit yeah. the Prem, but both of you are like pushing on to get to the Prem for next season, so... Yeah, big up. No, no, but obviously, sorry, bruv. <laughs> I didn't get on for, you know, for the past three years, but obviously we're here now. This yeah, is God's plan, in God's it? God's timing. God's timing and we're here, man. No, I think that's the perfect way to kick it off. 
talk to us about the hair and now, bro. The hair and now, man. I'm back on home, home <laughs> soil, man. Back on home soil, man. Because obviously, being out in Turkey was a whole different experience. You know, like in terms of what footballing, in terms of the culture as well. It was a whole different thing for me, you know, because obviously I spent you know, all my career in England and to go out to Turkey and, you know, it was a challenge. But, you know, it was one, it was an experience obviously for me and my family. But, um, you know, it's good to be, it's good to be back, man. It's good to be back on home soil, man. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Turkey much more, but in terms of how the move to Watford came about, like how did that sort of materialise? Well, to be fair, like we, obviously there was problems in Turkey. Obviously there was problems with Turkey, uh, with the club and stuff like this. And um, I got a phone call um, to say, would I be interested in coming to Watford? Uh, straight answer, bro. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Just when. <laughs> just when, you know. And, you know, obviously we're here now, but, you know, it was a sticky one because it went on for about a month time because obviously it was back and forth with the clubs and you know etc but finally got over the line man and i was in that plane the next the next day and then with my family were and come to sign yeah because it looked like it materialized very quickly and when you say there was problems what do you mean because i've got loads of contacts that deal with like turkish clubs and there's presidents, there's wranglings over pay, there's this and that going on. So like, yeah, what like, what sort of issues were happening? Well, obviously, yeah, everyone's familiar with it all. Like, you know, obviously there's late payments and et cetera. Obviously, I'm not, I haven't been used to that. Yeah. And obviously, you know, going out to Turkey, like, but, you know, obviously a lot of it was good, but obviously the late payments were... Okay, you know, so that happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously it happened to me, you know what I'm saying? But... <laughs> I was gonna say we're here, we're here now, like it's it's the past, of the past, yeah. you know. But obviously, at the end of the day, like we have to be real, like obviously there was late late in payments and stuff, like good club, but you know the late payments obviously like ruined a lot of the a lot of the things. And obviously, we, you know, being coming to Watford, you know, obviously on the news and that is you know it, it shows it was happening over probably two days, like mm. but obviously it was actually a long stint, you know, and. You know, it was a lot, a lot of back and forths, like a lot of back and forths. And obviously we came to agreement and then, you know, I was allowed to go, so. Because mm, the wording was that you left by like mutual consent. Yeah. So was it mutual or were you like pushing to leave the club, would you say? Because of, obviously you're not being financially remunerated, like you're working and, you know, at the end of the month when that paycheck comes, <laughs> it's not, you understand? No, to be fair, like, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a mutual agreement and, um, you know, I think the club knew and like the manager knew that <clears throat> I wanted to go back home. Um, I think my time there was up. Like I, you know, just I've 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 done it now, and I think for me it was the right decision I made uh, coming back. And like I don't regret any of them, any any of that decision. You know, and you know, just I'm just happy to be back, man. So during that period, was there like interest from any other clubs? Because a lot of the time. In the media, we will just see uh, Watford, Sam Britt. But was there any clubs that were picking up the phone, like inquiring about your services? Yeah, no, no there, was a, there was a few clubs in England and it was just, you know, obviously when the Watford thing came through, like it was, I was just like, yeah, that's, that's where my heart was set, you know. And obviously there was stuff abroad, but when the Watford thing came through, I just said, like, that's, that's, that's where I want to go. So when you say like a few clubs, do you mean like at champ level? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah at, at, at champ level. And if, if you're... A few in Turkey as well, but I just said, yeah, yeah, this experience, I yeah, let's delve deep into your time in Turkey. Obviously, a lot of players have started to go there. Obviously, I know Yannick Belassi's there, Deli Ali's there, Nathan Redmond's mm. there. 
So like, what is it about Turkey that you think is attracting? <laughs> 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 uh, you know, like to be honest, like the 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 football the football is good. Like I enjoyed it. Like the football the football was good. But everyone knows that it's a place where a lot of players go and they they get good good contracts. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be real. Like that's the place where people go and get, get the content. bread. So get like, bread. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, bread. people go yeah. there to get the bread. That's straight up, man. That's the real. That's that's real. But at the end of the day, but when I touched down, like it was good. Like in terms of the training, the games, the the atmosphere, the the fans. Yeah, it was amazing, man. So obviously, you've played in Turkey. In terms of, like, if you had to kind of sum up the sort of atmosphere around mm. football clubs and that, how does it differ to being in England? Well, to be fair, like the fans there are crazy, but good crazy. Yeah, like yeah. it's a it's a good crazy. Like man, you see the flares. Yeah, you see the flares <laughs> before the, you know, coming coming to away stadiums and like the the fans are just banging on the bus, throwing stuff. At it. It's it's a hostile situation, but. <laughs> But it's it's good, man. And when you get on the pitch and like and the noise and you know, yeah, no, it's it's good. Mm, so talk to us about the president because I've seen like a lot of stuff online that he's a bit. They might call him like a madcap president. He talks to the media a lot and he does certain things. So what was your experience of dealing with him personally? No, nah, he's a madman. He's a man. <laughs> he's, he's a madman. But he's he's a good guy, man. Mm, yeah. Like he's he's a good guy. Like and obviously, yeah, he's he's his passion for the club is ten ten. Like, you know, he really loves the club and he really wants the club to do well. And obviously you can see, like, the club's, you know, trying to push for Europe, you know. And um, obviously we tried to do that last year. We just missed out. But, you so know... So did he, you have, like, one-to-one dealings with him? Like, you speak to him directly or...? Oh, he was there, man. Okay. <laughs> he, he, he was there, man. <laughs> you know, we, the game was Saturday. He was there Friday. Oh, Friday. Like, he, he was there. Like, no, he, he well, was... coming he to was, the training ground Yeah, he was heavily involved in, like, you know, the club. Like, he want, it was his club, you know. He really wanted the club to do well, you know, and like you know what, like he was he was a nice guy, man. And if you had to like sum up your time at Adana, um, how would you sort of like describe the experience? At times it was difficult. At the start it was difficult because obviously I had my family with me and the kids obviously. Okay, so were they living out there? Yeah, with Yeah, man, you? they were living out there with me, man. So like it was a whole different experience for them. My kids. You know they they don't know a word of Turkey Turkish you know but see after it they flipping knew. <laughs> yeah, picked up some words yeah. <laughs> but good, you know it, you know it was different for them and I think it was a great experience for them yes you know first six months were tough you know kids crying going into school and that because obviously they don't speak the they don't speak the language and it's tough and like you know taking them out from a school in England like all they you know them all their friends are there and it's like you know my little boy he's, he's free like he didn't know any better he just he was just happy to be with, with <laughs> mom and dad and sister you get what I'm saying yeah. but my little girl she's six so like he was you know it was different because you know she's yeah. made friends yeah like she's she's she got comfortable and you know to go out to somewhere where it's like a whole different communication but for my boys they're literally just playing so it's like you don't need to talk you just yeah I wanted to ask you, I don't think we can move on from Adana without talking about one man, one man, one teammate. I think you know who I'm going to yeah, talk yeah, about. Mario, man. Mario Balotelli. <laughs> you know, talk to us about that experience because in the media here, you hear, oh, he's like, he does, he pays for people's petrol or he lets off fireworks in a house and stuff like that. But from dealing with him, like, what is your relationship with him? Nah, man, he's a good guy, man. Okay. <laughs> now, nah, real, real talk, real yeah. talk, like, 
he, he was generally a good guy, man. Because you yeah, guys obviously. were competing for a position as well. So yeah, how was that? It, like, it was like, like, it was good competition. Like, I think we pushed each other. Like, we, we both scored, we both were in double figures that season as well. Like, and I think, like, you know, obviously, you know, he, he, he played more of the games. But, like, it was like a rivalry where, like, it was helping the team and it was good, you know. Like, when he was out, I was scoring. When, I, when you know... When I was out, he was scoring. So like it was, you know. Obviously, we didn't grace the pitch together ah, much, but sad, like man. you yeah, know, yeah. but um, it was good, man. And like in training, man, he's he's, he's an amazing player, man. Real talk. Okay, so Real like because over here, people sort of say like he's unprofessional or he takes it easy, hasn't maximized his talent. But from working with him, like, what was your experience, mate? The the guy's got talent, man. You can you can see like you know, the hype that that was around him. Like, the guy would do things like you think, like, what the hell, how? So, like, you what? Know? Give us examples. Like, well, you just, like, flicks, mm-hmm. one-touch passing, like, you know, <laughs> like, oh, bro, it's a joke, his <laughs> touch is amazing, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but I think I think people just have that persona about him where he just, like, doesn't give a shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fully independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to do PG. <laughs> you know, so, like, you know, like, when you when you hear things about the fireworks, I even asked him that one as well. Like, I even asked him, uh, like, yo, like, mm. the fireworks, did you? He said, bro, it wasn't even me, man. Okay. He said, like, he said, don't listen to the media. The media just hyped up. He said he, they hyped up the thing and, like, he just said he wasn't bothered to even challenge them because they were just all up in his business. Okay. Now, Dad, if you don't mind, before we just move on from Turkey, I just wanted to speak about the mental challenges because obviously you explained to us that your children had to learn a new language, go to a new school. And obviously us as fans, we just see you performing on the football pitch. And maybe during that time, it was mentally difficult for you. So... How did you sort of deal with that sort of, would I say, adversity, managing your home life with football life? Yeah, no, it was different. That's what I was saying. Like, the first six months was difficult because it was like, you know, with the family getting used to it. Because, obviously, for me, it was easy because, like, you know, I'm going around people, I'm seeing people every day in, in football, in, in football. whereas, like, the missus is at home like with the kids, gets them, get them to school. Get, it's just like them, like she's not having interactions with anyone really. So you know when you're, saying? so when you're in training, would you be like anxious in terms of like, what's happening at home? Is everything okay? Or are you just focused on boom, I'm at training. I have to put everything kind of down. No, obviously like, you know, obviously you have to care about your family like 24 seven, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you have to obviously make sure like, like my, my mistress, she's a strong woman, man. Like she, like she would, you know, she she would she would take things on like head on, you know, mm-hmm. and like you know coming to Turkey and like she just went full out. She just knew like, okay, this is what we got to do. This is what we're doing. Like you know, she flipping. She really rolled up her sleeve. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really got gritty. Yeah. <laughs> she really rolled up her sleeve and said, yeah, this is what we're doing. We're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna do it. Like and it was a sacrifice. And obviously the kids, obviously it took a long time for them to 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 get to, used to it. But then when they got used to it, they you know they were happy. You know. Yeah, so like to get to Turkey, you obviously left Middlesbrough, the team that you joined for a den record transfer fee of like fifteen million pounds. So, what was that process like, leaving on a free transfer and choosing to go to Turkey? Because if I'm correct, there was loads of interest yeah. in you leaving, and some people might look at it and think, "Hmm, Brits cashed out going to Turkey." <laughs> mm. That's how some people might, yeah. think, you know, what he's thinking about his family long term. So, like, what other teams were, like, interested at the time when you were a free agent? How long was that? That was, like, three years ago. Damn. 
to be fair, there was there was quite a few quite a few champ teams. Yeah. You know, but you know, I, I saw the Turkey opportunity and I thought, nah, let me try something different, man. Let me try something different, go abroad. I have always wanted to try abroad. Like and I think I'll kick myself if if I finish my career and say that I didn't try going abroad, you know, and obviously being on a free, it came at the perfect time, really, because, you know, it probably would have been harder being in a contract than going abroad. But, like, it came at the right time and, like, the money was right for me and it was good for my family. So I, I chose to take it, man. So in regards to, obviously, leaving on a free, um, was there any sort of contract talks with Middlesbrough to potentially extend? Yeah, when when Neil Warnock, Neil Warnock was the manager at, the, at that time and there was, obviously, contract talks during the season because obviously it's funny because at the start of the season he made he made me captain okay the, do you think that was sort of like uh yeah because he, he asked me he wanted me to stay mm. but you know they wanted me to sign an, a contract there and then at the start of the season and, and half my money and i said no 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 chance so why would they want to half your money though <laughs> when you're like captain captain highest paid player at the club yeah, but like, it's, it's probably the fact where it was just, I don't, I don't know. The captaincy thing came out. It came out the blue. Like I didn't go ask for it. It was just one. Of, it was just one of them ones. Like and, you know, obviously Johnny Housen was the captain at that time, and obviously he had already spoken to Johnny Housen. Johnny Housen said it was fine, you know. And um, yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it. Like obviously, like I'm, I'm, I was good around the boys. Like I, I always gave everyone encouragement. Like and you know, it was, it was a. It was a sick place to be, man. That change room, like, is one of the best change rooms I've yeah. I've been in, like, and like, we had all the man. Bro, then what, like Yannick? Bro, it, every every Jed. day, every day, yeah. it, like, you would go into training. Like, every day was like, it was just a madness, man. Like training and in the change rooms, like, it was sick, man. Yeah, so like, talk to us about the back end of your time at Middlesbrough. Like, Neil Warnock basically saying, yeah, don't come into training. Like, you're obviously leaving on a free. Like, yeah, you don't have to come in. How, how was that? <laughs> It was funny because it was me, me and Ashley Fletcher at that time. Yeah. That were our contract as well. And uh, obviously, we we stopped playing, and it was you know every, you know you know how it is. Like fans probably think like I'm um, I'm tossing it off. Ashley's tossing it off, but really and truly we weren't. We're training every day. Obviously, trying to get in the team. Obviously, we're not getting in the team. And obviously, the gaffer is trying to look for next season. Like obviously, as you would do as a as a manager and as a club, you know and. Obviously, that's when obviously I was talking about like obviously, you know, going signing the contract but going down, on yeah, the, you know. But obviously, I, I didn't want to, you know. So like, I, I had to, yeah, to respect that, you know. And uh, for me, it was it was just like, to be fair, he kept saying it. Like every time I went in the squad, like he he won't put me in the squad. He'd just be like, you know, you want to go home. And I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, nah. I said, I'll be like, nah. Like if I asked him, I'd be like, nah. I'm staying here to train. Like, I, I didn't want nothing coming back to me. Like, oh, Brit's tossing it off. Brit's yeah. doing this. Like, no, no, no. I was training. Like, mm. like I'm having days off when the whole team having days off. I'm not having days off just, just for the sake of having days off. I was there training every day. True you know, professional. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just, no, but I, the one thing you don't want, you know, you don't want people thinking mm. like you're just, you're tossing it off. Like, you know, you're just one of them players that, bro, like, I'm there. I've signed a contract. Like, uh, yeah, I'm making sure I'm there training. If I'm not in the, if I'm not in the, I'm not in a team. There's not much. There's not much. There's not. There's not much I can do. You get what I'm saying. And um, you know, it was it was like that for a couple of months. It was just constantly, you want to go home. 
<laughs> you know what? This guy, this guy was yeah, a funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy, this guy was it was a funny guy. Like you know, like proper proper old old man, like proper <laughs> old school. straight old school. But bro, he was funny, man. Yeah. But like he just kept the rules. He just kept asking me like every time, bro. <laughs> what? Just be so like, you, so like, he didn't take the option once, bro. You just be, bro, so many times I just be like Gaffer, so you need to stop asking me this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you need yeah. to stop asking me. Like I'm not gonna go anywhere. Bro, you know, like, yeah. because you know what will happen? I leave, then it'll be like, yeah, let's find Brit. Mm. Let, let's find Brit. Let's find him because he's not turned up to train. And I'll be like, yo, but my man is the yeah. one that hit me. And then it, it, it got to a point where he said like, oh, listen, we're gonna, the club's going to write you a letter um, and to say you get your full pay and you can and you can go, you can go back to London. What? So basically put you on leave? Like, basically. Bro, I was gone, bro. So that's mad. Yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, believe what I've heard, man. <laughs> bro. You know what's mad? I'm I'm a bit baffled because what needs to change in football? Because we this is not the first time we're hearing this. We spoke to Yannick Bellassi and at Everton, yeah. frozen out. Like, in your opinion, what needs to change? Because surely players shouldn't just be frozen out like this. No, bro. Like at the end of the day, like I don't. I don't have a grudge against Middlesbrough because at the end of the day, you got to look at it like from their point of view as well. You know, like they're, they've got a player, me, who's out of contract, who's not signing, signing the thing. So they got to look for next season. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, the frozen out part, like maybe it can, it can be handled different. But I think being a, like, I wasn't, I wasn't like frozen out, frozen out. Like I was... Lucky for me, I was still training with the team. I was still in the first team change room. I was still there, like still pushing, trying to push the boys. You get what I'm saying? But for other people that I've seen, like in you know, and they've just been frozen out, like they're with, training with the 18s. Like you ain't signing a contract, boom, you can go to the side. But they didn't, they didn't treat me like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Like obviously the agreement that we had, we came to the agreement together, and then it, it was cool. Like we, we left, and obviously we left on good terms. Like and you know, the club was great. But for other people. That I've seen in other clubs. Damn, man. Well, you've heard some like <laughs> harrowing know. stories about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, like, people have to like come in like when the first team finish. Yeah, yeah. we you heard that. Saying, like, yeah, Cyrus Christie. Yeah. 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 You know, so Boy, bringing him out three three o'clock in it then. Yeah, three yeah. o'clock once the the first team have left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was gonna ask you about. I saw some quotes when you and Ashley Fletcher left. He said. Basically, it's good that we've got rid of some dressing room cliques. <laughs> What's your take towards that, like that parting message from the gaffer? Uh, it's, it's it's always gonna be like that. There's always there's always that you know, f- as a manager, you you you're, you you want to get in front of it, wouldn't it? Mm. Like so, obviously, he tried to get in front of it. But if you ask anybody in that change room about me and Fletch, I was only gonna hear good things, bro. Mm. Only gonna hear good things. You can't say one one bad word. One bad word at all, but manager has to has to get in front of it and like what 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 can we do? What come back out and be like, yo, nah, it wasn't like this. Bro, why why doesn't that happen though? If a man wants to be like that, man can be like that, bro. And everyone can take that thing until you hear the side of the story like you're hearing it today. <laughs> <laughs> on, that, on that exclusive interview, <laughs> you know. So, like, you know, at the end at the end of the day, like, bro, as I said, like that change room was one of the best change rooms I've been in. And like, I don't think anyone can say a bad word, man. Mm, I wanted to ask you about one of your teammates, Chuba Akpom, who's oh, doing fire, absolute man. madness right fire. now. It's weird because like, when you looked at his career, Arsenal had his loan moves, 
went to Greece. It looked like, you know, he's just going to be another ex-Arsenal Academy member mm. that didn't make it at the top level. But recently, in the last 12 to 18 months, he's just spiked. He's gone up. Like It's like a, a trend that's it's kind of weird. But obviously, you're happy for the brother, like, Bro, doing his thing. But like, Honestly, man, he's doing his thing. And he's scoring them goals, man. And I'm so happy for him. Because obviously, I've been tra- I was training with him, you know, and obviously, like, you know, there's times when he was in, I was, I was out, I was in, you know, you know what I'm saying? And then he had the loan back to Greece, obviously, because, you know, the manager at the time wasn't, wasn't feeding him. And bro, look, like, I'm telling you, a manager can make, can make a play sometimes, bro. Like, even if that's a arm around the shoulder or like a little bollocking, you know, and bro, he's found a manager that believes in him, bro, that believes in him. And, and, and look, it shows on the pitch, bro, because what was it the first half of the season, he wasn't. He wasn't even playing, bro. Yeah, on, under you know, Chris Wilder, then um, Woodgate, my manager, no, bro. yeah, <laughs> Chris Wilder, but then like, sorry, Carrick, Carrick, sorry, and Carrick came that, in. You know, obviously, obviously, um, yeah, Michael yeah. Carrick's come in, and obviously has put him in, and like you know, and look, look what happens. Like this is this is football, bro. Like mm. anything can happen. Like one person's like take on on things could be could be different for another manager you get what I'm saying like one manager's loss is another manager's gain like at the end of the at the end of the day like you might not you you might do everything for that manager but it just doesn't work it just doesn't work like you know you can't say that he he did he weren't working because he was working like I was speaking to the guy like he was working but it just doesn't work out sometimes and obviously now he's come to this half of the season and he's doing his thing, bro. Like, bro, I'm happy for the guy, man. Mm, you make an interesting point about managers fancying players and you worked under, it's interesting because you worked under Tony Pulis and Neil Warnock. And obviously yeah. when you hear about their sort of brands of football, it's like, <laughs> you know, some people might say it's back to the dark ages. Some people might say it's football basics. But talk to us about working under Tony Pulis because... He's a manager, even speaking to Cyrus, like he said that Cyrus was too short to play fullback, and I think he's what, six, six foot two. Six well, foot I, will, two. I will tell you a story about being short. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, obviously, Tony Pierce comes in and that, um, and um, he speaks to me, and you know, he's like, uh, you know, he's just, you know, showing his authority and that, you know, <laughs> you know, just being Tony Pierce, you know. I, I've never met the guy, never met the guy, and. Um, he was like, oh, how are you, Brit? You know, this is one of the first times I'm speaking. How are you, Brit? Like, yeah, no, no, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Because obviously we just came back from a 2-0 win and he was in the stands ready to be the manager. Mm-hmm. And um, me and Braithwaite, Martin Braithwaite scored. Oh, that in that. Barca. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we scored in that game. And um, so obviously he pulled me in a couple of days later. We had the day off after. And then um, he was like, <sighs> you know, Everyone, everyone talks about you, man, and you know everyone tells me that you're a raging bull. And I said, oh, oh cheers, man. He said, nah, man. All I, all I see is a raging pussycat. I said, what? <laughs> I said, what? I said, yeah, man. All I see is a raging pussycat. I said, where you got that from? He said, nah. I just, I just, don't, I just don't think you got it. I said. I said, I, I literally don't understand. Like, obviously, I came in here, like, you know, I thought we were going to have, like, a nice little <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he was just like, yeah, you know, you're free to go. See, I was free like, to what? leave? No, no, I mean, like, you, oh, you know. Oh, leave the room. Leave, me and done. And I was <laughs> baffed. I was baffed. I was thinking, right, oh, like, went back to the change room. I was just like, bro, is it, I just wasn't there with the gaffer. He's calling me a raging pussycat. <laughs> like, normally I'm thinking, raw, like, 
what, what's just happened there? And obviously, next game, I'm on the bench for the next 20 games. Is it? Okay, <laughs> so you think he already made up his I mind? He already like, made up his mind, man. So there was nothing you could do to like change. Cause I know he's playing what like Rudy Gestead, Jordan Hugo. Like obviously those are like different Physical. statures. Yeah, Physical. different statures yeah, to you. Yeah, like you wanted more of a target man. And obviously it was it was difficult. It was a difficult time. But to be fair, like obviously when he came in, when he came in, I was on like what twelve goals under Gary Monk, and then I think I scored three goals. When he came in, it was it was literally a tough time under him, man. But then obviously the the season after, then I was I was playing a bit more, like half the games I've played. But you know I still scored I still scored some goals, but it was it was tough playing under him, man. Like was it the style of play or the man management? Because with these sort of, let's say I don't want to say older, man, more experienced managers, people can say they haven't got that personal touch. That that's what's happening in the modern game. Where you see modern managers, it's more about you know that physical contact, talking to you, taking yeah. you for well, meetings. For him, like if if you were playing, like like he's all he's you know he's all over the the people that are playing. Like obviously, it weren't too much with the those that weren't playing. Like but obviously, like some of us we were big boys, man. Like sometimes you don't need a manager. Like you just know, innit? Like yeah. he, even if you go and speak, it ain't nothing gonna change. You know what I'm saying? So, so did you knock on the door and say like Gaffer, like what can I do? Or you knew that this is just a physical problem. I'm I'm not the I haven't got the attributes for you. Well, I just knew because there were some games like I wasn't even coming on, bro. Or like, you know, you'll bring me on for 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I just know, like, yeah, you know, and then, like, you know and, yeah. I was, and then like, you know, you'll speak to him on the training ground and he'll just be like, yeah, just get, you know, just keep going, you'll get your chance. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, you know, say, you know, say no more. Like, obviously we had like, we had our clashes, you know, with him, like, because he was he was a tough cookie, that guy. So man. you personally, or as players, like, nah, me and him, man. Okay, so yeah, what happened? Well, we just like we just clash sometimes, you know. Like I remember another story. We were out in preseason in Austria, and um, we think we're doing a uh, a crossing and finishing drill. And um, <laughs> so you'll get the ball. And you sp- you spray out to the to the guy, or you pass it. But I kept spraying it. <laughs> I kept spraying it. Oh, bro! I'm telling you, I sprayed it about eight times, mm-hmm. right on the money. I did one bad one that went wayward. My man stopped the session, but I'm like, we paid fifteen million for you, bro. Well, I was gonna go fight him, bro. <laughs> As in that, literally got bro, up he to him. He stopped the se- he stopped the session. Like he stopped the session. Like and. Everyone could hear it. Like we paid fifteen million for for you. Oh, in they, front of all the players, in front of everyone, bro. Yeah. And I was just like, bro, don't chat to me like that. Like, like you know, if you want to say something to me, say it, say it to my face, kind of thing, you know. Mm. And what was like, he saying? Because he seems like a bit of a fiery. You see, he's got <laughs> he's got that passion. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want confrontation, bro. Uh, <laughs> Showing in the real heat. Showing in the real heat. <laughs> I got any more confrontation, but you know that's what. But he's the manager, isn't it? You, yeah, you, you yeah. ain't gonna, you ain't gonna hear hear these things, you know, because obviously it happens on the training yeah, pitch, you yeah, know. But yeah. obviously, it's stories to tell, isn't it? Mm, you know, obviously, course. like, 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 I'm not gonna say a bad word about him. He's the manager, like, you know, he tried to do his best. I tried to do my best, isn't it? Like, obviously, as I said, we clashed sometimes. Passion. We clashed a lot. It's passion. We clashed a lot <laughs> because obviously I disagreed with stuff. He disagreed with stuff, you know. But you know, at the same time, like. For example, oh my days, another story of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> story story number three. Uh, <laughs> we we played uh oh, who did we play? We played uh was it was it West West Brom? We played West Brom and um you know, he, he 
he he already said the team. You said the team, and like he he was just like because he had his assistant as well. He said the team, and obviously I went in the team. I hadn't played for a long time, and he was just uh, he he told me the day before like obviously we're going, but you know really and truly I don't, I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna need you for for the game and that. I was like, cool. I'm I'm still hearing it. I'm still travel. I'm still travel either way. Obviously, end up being on the bench for that game. So I imagine I just said like, nah, that's nah, cool. Like, um, nah, just leave me at home. And it was uh, I obviously went on went on the bench that game, and like we kind of had it like the couple of days ago in training. Like it was just okay. Like, yeah, so it was a tense. Yeah, it was a, it was like a, it was a tense one. It was a yeah. tense one, anyways. Mm. You got to say yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> so obviously we get to the game now and. We're losing two one, we're losing two one, and it's like the seventieth minute, and obviously I'm sitting now and I've got my stuff ready. Like at half time, I put my stuff on just in, just in case, and uh, you know he's looking round to the bench, but he's not looking at me. <laughs> he's he's not looking at me. He doesn't want to look at me. You know, I I know like he, it's there's, there's there's nothing on for me there. See, uh, there's the assistant manager and the first team coach. Obviously, they're speaking. Like I think they're telling him that. Like, you know and obviously like I think and then he, he turns around not even he doesn't turn around the first thing coach says come 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 and then obviously coming to the game he says go on go on go and score for us I'm thinking but yeah he spoke to me like flipping for how long are you going to tell me to get you a goal from but anyways <clears throat> I go on go on the pitch now bang two goals we win the game mm. yeah we win the game and uh <laughs> And obviously, come into the change room and he's giving me like, wow, ah, it, I do, pretty man. And obviously, they they showed on the obviously on the um, on the on the Instagram and Twitter like, oh, like yeah, like us giving it the yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking like, yeah, you guys don't even know what happened. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't even know what happened a couple of days ago. Like, really, mm. we're in the you know. Yeah. But and this is what fans don't <laughs> see, though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a bad story. Yeah, you know, that's a bad story. Really, mm. be that it, but. Mm. But that's what I'm saying. Like you, you know. Did you start after that though? Did you get game, a run in the team? No, I, didn't, I don't think I started after that. So. Oh, yeah, that's just. No, I don't. No, I don't think I started after that. But so, but that's what it is. It's like that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the passion, isn't it? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like obviously, definitely. I want to play. I want to do well, isn't it? So like, I'm not gonna let him like take away like you know the push that I want to give for the team. Do you get what I'm saying? Like because at the end of the day, like I know the boys will fight for me on the pitch. I'm gonna fight for them. Like however minutes, I, however many minutes I get. So, obviously, like he, he was a special character, man. Mm-hmm. But like, it was a, uh, it was you had to be mentally strong with that guy, man. Yeah, you had to be mentally strong. So, man. did you see people sort of almost like will under his sort of man management? Did you see players that kind of just packed it in because of the way he treated them? I think it was just like he had the ones that he always attack. Do you get what I'm saying? But what what can you do, bro? What, so in that situation, like, did you ever think to escalate it to Steve Gibson? Because I know he's like the the owner of the football club. He loves it passionately. Did you ever have words with him? No, nah, man. For me, I think it's like you you deal with it. Mm. You deal with it on the pitch, man. Like, no point in getting the the hierarchy involved in in that kind of stuff. Like, you know, you deal with it on the pitch. Like, you know, you there's fights on the pitch. Like, <laughs> we don't go then tell you know Steve Gibson. Oh, we just had a fight on the pitch. Like, you know, <laughs> no, like, yeah, we, we fight on the pitch. We fight on the pitch. We leave it there. We leave it there, and then we carry on for the next game. Just like you know, what I had with with Pulis. Like, you know, we we, we had head to head, a couple of days before, 
and then the day before telling me boom and then on the Saturday I bang two. Yeah. You know, is So you've done your job. You you've know, given, yeah. You know, like so it's it's not about like, you know, going up there now, man. I think for me, whatever problems you have, you just you just sort it out on the pitch, man. And that is mad because obviously we've spoken to players before and we've spoken to players that have played under like the old, quote unquote old school manager. So like in terms of training, was there any sort of like dress code where you can't wear, for example, watches or chains or no gloves on the training pitch, shin pads all the time? Was there any sort of like rules? No, no. To be fair, to be fair, they all, they all, nah, they, to be fair, they all calm with that. Okay. They they just let us let us be on the on the training pitch, like mm. like. Uh, to be fair, except for Warnock sometimes, he's got to wear shorts like in the cold, like when it's like snowing. <laughs> like, okay. But, you know, but, you know, they, yeah, we were, you know, hat gloves, that that, mm-hmm. that was that was all cool, man. Just quick, very quickly, last one of Middlesbrough, obviously, going back to Chuba Akpom, you see that he's dominating the championship right now, 24 goals. Do you think he's got what it takes to play in the Premier League? Man, he's got quality, man. He's got quality. Like I said, like he's he's at the right place right now. He's he's in a good place in Middlesbrough, and he's got he's got a good manager. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but like it seems like he's you know he's in the right place. And obviously, Jonathan Woodgate is there as well. Michael Carrick, I had him there. Michael Carrick, I had him there. I know. I had him there. Yeah, it's Carrick. Woodgate was there before. Yeah, Because I was thinking ex players, ex England players. Yeah, it's Carrick. So obviously, like obviously, Jonathan Woodgate is a assistant manager or first team coach now so like okay. obviously he knows he knows yeah. Chuba as well so, so, like, yeah. so, so it's not a complete man so you know so like obviously he knows he knows Chuba as well like and okay. you know he's done the the, mm. the the right management there like you know like, obviously Wigget as well was unlucky when he was Middlesbrough manager as well you know but you know he had you know, he had the right direction, but obviously just didn't work out. But now for Chuba, man, yeah, he got he's, he's got what it takes to keep going, man. Mm, last one on Middlesbrough for me is you were the record signing at the time, fifteen million. You left on a free, so to anyone looking on the outside, you say mm, that move didn't work. It was basically like a flop. Mm. What would you sort of say to like fans and or how do you even assess your time at Middlesbrough because you're brought into. Basically, the goal was come and fire us to the Premier League. You're the highest earner at the club. We want you to do what you've done at Peterborough mm. and Nottingham Forest and do it for us. Yeah, to be fair, like I did, I did still score goals. Obviously, my chances were limited. Obviously, after Pulis, Pulis came in, like obviously it was different. Eighteen months, but the first six months was like was so enjoyable under under Gary Monk. And obviously, like with football, managers get sacked, and you know everything stuff changed because obviously we went from like like real attacking football and then we went to like a, a whole different aspect of playing you know so you know it was two different style of plays but you know I still I still tried my best like being at Middlesbrough I enjoyed it still scored goals but you know obviously our, our aim our goal was to to get promoted obviously it didn't work so it's one of them ones like people can take it how you know how they want really and obviously like under the Pulis era like you you see how Cyrus left after Pulis there was a lot of us that were on on the verge of leaving but it just didn't it just didn't happen yeah no I hear that bro take us back to the humble beginnings man how did how did the journey start for you for me man uh, I start obviously 
Watford, you know, um, I actually did like a Watford develop, development scheme and I was like going to college and um, playing on like Wednesdays and um, ended up having a trial at, trial at Watford. Um, How old were you? I was 17, 17, yeah, 17. Ooh, when you had the trial? No, no, 16 when I had the trial and I signed when I was 17. So um, obviously I had the trial at 16 and um, it, was, it was crazy because when I had the trial at 16, it was in the December. It was in the December when I had the trial and um, when we when we were doing it, obviously I had like two weeks, but then it started to snow. And then so like train, like it was mad snow. Like, yeah. And then like, it was mad because the, the manager that for the academy at that time was Mark Woburn. Oh, okay. he's gone on to have like a decent yeah, amount so, of QPR Brentford. Yeah, yeah. so, he, you know, it was, uh, yeah, he, it was Mark Warburton, the manager at that time. And obviously went in to do the trial and, you know, and, um, you know, to be fair, I went in as a, as a centre mid, man. Is it? Yeah, man. I went in, I went so you've in. not always been a, a bagsman? Well, I only, only changed when I was at, when I was at Watford, man. Serious? <laughs> mm, that's <laughs> an interesting fact, because I would have thought... You're no, just a natural goal scorer. Well, man. only changed when I was obviously I I did score goals when I was younger, bro, but just from the centre midfield, man. Okay. Just, yeah, 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 so it was just like the transition <laughs> like, when I when I got into when I got into um to the Watford Academy, it was just like the manager's like, no, no, we need to put you in a more attacking position. So obviously I had the trial and obviously it started to snow and then um obviously the it got called off. I'm, I'm, and then I got told, you know, by my woman, like I'll get a text, get a text, but didn't get, didn't get anything, man. Didn't get, didn't get nothing. I ain't gonna lie, but I even text. I, did I text? Was it him that I text? I'm not texting, man. I'm, I'm not texting or someone like text. Yo, like what's that? What's happening? Like, like I was, you know, I still got four weeks left of my child. Like, yo, I'm trying to get that, <laughs> you know. But no, nah, I got, I got no reply, no nothing. And then like went back to the college stuff still still playing the games and then see he he Mark Warburton leaves and then a new manager comes in and this was this is about March April times and I get told to come in again so then I have my then I have my my trial then and I do well and and end up getting getting in so what that must have been a lot of pressure though because you're thinking oh maybe they don't want me then you've had that gap to think about it, then you go back so what was your mentality when you went back after that long break yeah, no, I was just like, you know, hopefully something, hopefully something comes, uh, comes of it, man. And um, to be fair, in between that, I had a trial at Northern Forest, man. Okay, <laughs> the, the team the, that you later played didn't, for. Didn't get in, man. You know. You got, you got in later on, though, <laughs> innit? Didn't get in, like, I just got the letter, like, after the trial, just saying that, you know, we were signing these two other guys. So did you know, like, Players normally when they go on trial, they get a sneak thing. Ah, oh, I didn't perform, didn't score, didn't bag. Or did you think you were actually gonna get? Oh, well, like I enjoyed that Forest as well, man. And I, you know, and I thought I did well, but you know, they signed two two guys from Greeks, so um, you know, obviously they got in ahead of me, and like there was they just well, they just said there was no no space left, but you know, but you know, is <laughs> this is football boy at the end of the day, man? You know, so. It, 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 it was what it was, man. Hmm, so, like, talk to us about maybe your time at going on loan. Because I know at Watford you went on loan and I think going away on loan as a youngster to all these, like, National League clubs or League Two, it's a great 
sort of breeding ground in terms of the other side of the game because people normally associate like championship clubs, Premier League clubs, it's like home comforts. Yeah. You've got the kit laid out for you. You've got the training tops, the night kits and stuff like that. So <laughs> how, how did you find going down to like the bottom leagues? Well, it was, well, for me, it was just going to play football, man. Yeah. Like I remember obviously Sean Dyche was the manager at the time and he rang me and he said, uh, you know, I want you to go out alone to Wolstone. And for me, I was just like, yeah, man, like, well, I'm training every day with the first team. I'm not playing, so what's it? What's you know what's gonna hurt? I'm allowed to still train with the first team and then play oh, on a yeah, Saturday yeah. for Woodstone. So I'll just you know on Tuesdays and Thursdays I just won't train with the first team. Just have training with Woodstone. But every other day I'm still training with the first team. So it was a no brainer. Like you know go out play men's football. Like I'm young. I was what eight, eighteen at the time. You know I'm young and you know I enjoyed it, man. Like obviously different. You know, you you come into what for training or you got your kit rolled up in a in a <laughs> plush in a, facilities. You know, <laughs> up. But it was it was nice, man. It was a nice feeling, like, you know, you know, to be to be somewhere different, like and to know that like, yo, you got you gotta buck up your ideas, man, and keep pushing. Mm, Cause your first when you sort of rose to let's say fame or dominance or caught my eye anyway, mm. was at Peterborough when you were just knocking it in. Yeah. Obviously like Peterborough got like a good track record on bringing you know forwards through you know Mikel Smith um, George Boyd yeah. there's like a contingency so how was mm. it Tony like, Tony yeah. Ivan Tony as well so how was it going to that club and what was the message from the hierarchy because I listen a lot to like Barry Fry Darren McAntony yeah. they always like players coming in score your goals and leave go on to like <laughs> <laughs> nah it was good man because obviously like obviously before before then obviously I had my my loan to South End yeah you know, so that wasn't the first time I obviously went into league football. So obviously, you know, I scored 15 goals when I was 19, you know, there. And like, obviously I came back to, to Watford and um, they wanted me to go out on loan again. And this was to go to Bristol, Bristol City on loan. And um, that's when Peterborough came in and they said they want a permanent. And I said, yeah, man, I'm going to go permanent, man, because... See, at that time, you had Troy, you had Vidra, you had um, you had a few other um, strikers that came in when the new uh, owners Pozos. yeah when they uh -huh. when they came in. So like it was a f you know it was a flurry of uh, of strikers, you know. And when I spoke to Gianfranco Zola, like he he wanted me just to go out alone, but I just said nah, man. Like I need to spread my wings, man. Like so, obviously I went to Peterborough, like and. When I spoke to Barry Fiber, I just knew like, yeah, man, I like this guy, man. Yeah. You know, I spoke to Darren proper old school. Yeah, man. Mm. I spoke to the owner. I spoke to Darren Ferguson, like, and yeah, man. I just said, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come to Peterborough, man. So obviously, you go to Peter Peterborough, you knock in 23 goals in the season. What happens next? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it was crazy because when when uh, when. When the season, because obviously we went, we were in the playoffs and we lost to Leighton Orient in the playoffs, and um, you know, obviously the season finishes and that, and um, obviously we then do pre-season, and um, uh, my agent tells me there's, there's a few teams that want you, um, Swansea being one of them, okay. and then um, so you know I, I, I'm still young, so like I've. You know, I've, I've literally just moved to Peter. It's literally been, it's like nine months, like, and, you know, I've just signed a, a four-year contract, you know, and, um, you know, he, he, he was just like, you know, just keep doing your thing, blah, blah, blah. and um, then he, then he calls me, he said, um, like, 
after we play, I can't remember what preseason game it was. But he called me before. He said, like, um, you know, Forrest are coming to have a look at you. And I was saying, okay, cool. Like, are you telling me before the game, man? <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I just trying to concentrate Fresh on the game. <laughs> and it, I think it was against the loot. It was against looting in one of the games. I think I scored a penalty in that preseason game. And then, um, and then he calls me after the game. He said, "Yeah, man, this one." I said, oh, "I swear, like how one?" And he said, "I'll let you know." Well, next couple of days, it was like, "Yeah, yeah, they're, they're putting in a bid." I was like, "Raw," and I was and because obviously I was speaking to my mum and dad and that and saying because obviously when they were on, went there on trial, they didn't get in. Yeah, so it's funny like, how everything <laughs> goes full circle, isn't it? Yeah, they went there on trial, didn't get in, and you know, like it was, yeah, it was mad. But then. I've said, you know what, like, you know, if that one come comes in, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it, man. So he spoke with Darren Ferguson, spoke with the the owner, man, and bro, like, I'm telling you, like, when they gave me their blessings, man, like, they wanted me to go and do. Obviously, like, they didn't, didn't want to lose me, but I didn't. They like, they seem like know, almost if the financials are correct for the club, they'll do it. Yeah, they like, like yeah. sort of almost see it as like a feeder club, like we bring in the talent, do your business, yeah. go and spread your rings. Yeah, man, and like honestly, man, like it's, bro, it's one, it's a great club, man, great club to be like be at, man, especially for attackers, man. Like you just, yeah, you know the track yeah, record, man. Bro, and like, up. bro, like it was, it was amazing. Like what they've done with the club, man, is amazing, and especially Darren Ferguson, man, like incredible manager, man. Yeah, he always seems to like he'll leave, then he comes back, he leaves, comes back. Like, I don't know how many spells he's had at the club, like he just... <laughs> because they know what he can do, man. He'll, he'll bring them up again, man. Like honestly, Darren Ferguson, what a guy, man. Like what, what a proper guy, man. Loved him, man. Mm, so you went to Nottingham Forest. Obviously, your track record was like one goal every two games, basically. How was that experience playing at Nottingham Forest? Nah, man, it was good, man. Obviously, you know, you know, coming coming back to the, to the championship, obviously, like, really playing, you know, because obviously I only played four games for, for Watford and Champ, you know. And, you know, to come... To Forest and really play like it was like to go straight in and play, you know, it was yeah, it was it was it was sick, man. And obviously, I had Stuart Pearce at that as the oh, manager, yeah, yeah. and um, he, he was really good, man. He was really good. But then he gets sacked in it. That's the story. I wanted to like talk to you about one of your teammates, yeah. Mikel Antonio. Yeah. Like he's gone on to have a, a sick career, being West Ham's number nine. He's been yeah. a winger, striker, right back. I think at Forrest was a right back, if I'm not. No, mistaken. no, he, he played. He played left wing, man. Left, left wing, wing, okay. Yeah, he played, yeah, predominantly left wing, and bro, he, he was he was crazy, man. On the left, man, <laughs> he was crazy. That guy was a bulldozer, man. Yeah, I swear, man. That guy running to anything. <laughs> no one's taking him down. Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, people be falling. No, one, no, falling one's take, no one's taking him. That guy is strong as fuck, man. Mm. Seriously, man. But like, he, he was such a good guy, man. He was my roomie as well. Like we used to oh. room like, and, like yeah, no, proper. Proper good guy, man. Okay, what? So you're still in contact with him? Yeah, now? man. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, yeah, he's yeah, gonna so get him on. Get him on this for us. Yeah, I love, <laughs> love, love, love. I drop him. I drop him a text. I drop him a text. Nah, no, I just wanted to ask in terms of your mentality because obviously you're at Watford, then you go out on loan, prove yourself, knocking 24 goals, go to Peterborough. Now you're the man. Come back to the champ. Where's your mindset at? Like, are you feeling like a different player? Nah, man. Let's just look. I, I, I think I've. I grew from being at South End to then going to Peterborough, and then from Peterborough I feel like I just I just grew even more going to to Forest. Like, yeah, and it was a whole different ball, ball game. 
So you know, was you going onto the pitch knowing that you're scoring kind of thing? Oh, like for me, like I, I just know, like you know, I got that feeling, man. I just got <laughs> that feeling. I know when I got that feeling, I got that feeling. <laughs> like I'm, that, you mm. know, like, that's why I call myself the fox. But I just got, I can sniff out something, man. <laughs> and in the small room, I, I'll sniff it out, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, like. It's it's the run of games, you know. When you get when you get the game time and you're playing games, man, you get the fitness and you got the sharpness, man. Like, you can do anything, man. Because mm, when you left um, Nottingham Forest to go to Middlesbrough for that record bid, apparently there was Premier League clubs interested, but I think Middlesbrough sort of dwarfed them in terms of the fee they were offering and the contract. Yeah, what Prem teams were, were looking uh, at? You? Obviously, Burnley, Burnley made the made the bid, um, but it got rejected. And see. what under Sean Dyche? Under Sean Dash, okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Sean Dash, yeah, yeah. yeah, it got it got rejected. Then obviously they they obviously accepted Middlesbrough one. Obviously it, it, it was difficult at that time because obviously like when I, Mark Woodburn was my manager when I was leaving. Okay, I've just been bro, yeah. I've just been linking everyone like, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, he was he was my manager at the time. And when I, when I had a conversation with him, like he wanted me to stay. Like, well, I was happy to stay, bro. I was happy to stay, like, to sign an, an, a new contract, but the owners were just like, nah. Okay, we're not in the we, forest. Yeah, we want to cash in, man. Okay. We want to cash in, and it was just like... <sighs> so which other teams were interested? Because apparently there was Bear from, like, abroad, Premier League. Yeah, there, there, was, there, was, a, there was a few abroad, but, like, uh, at that time, I just didn't feel like... Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, did, I, did, I did want to go to the Premier League, but it just it didn't it didn't materialize after that after that bid. So, so just, yeah, it was just Burnley. Uh, Burnley was that the that was the proper concrete concrete interest. Mm. Like the others was just like it was just interest. Like what's going on? Like I don't count them as yeah. You know yeah. until something's on the table and yeah. Burnley was on the table, you know and um, you know but you know it didn't it didn't it didn't it didn't escalate from from there you know and obviously like the Middlesbrough thing came in and. You know, obviously, like obviously, I'm ha- I was happy to go. Like at, at the end of the day, but like I was also happy to stay at Forest. And, so were you yeah. almost nudged out? Like, listen, this bid fifteen mil, you got a you got a cut. Yeah, in a way, yeah, I was yeah, I was kind of nudged out because then two weeks later, you saw the club, didn't you? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you wanted to pocket that and duck. <laughs> wanted to pocket it. Was nasty so, yeah. So yeah, two two weeks later, whatever long that you saw the club afterwards, anyway. So like, you know, yeah, so. That was that, bro. Yeah. So in terms of that Burnley bid, was a figure kind of like muted to you in terms of a transfer fee? Yeah, they they bidded eight mil. Eight so mil at that time, mm-hmm. and that got, so, re- that got rejected. Straight. So Middlesbrough basically doubled. Yeah, 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 basically doubled it. Jeez. So did you almost like agitate for the move that look, I want to go Premier yeah, but, League? Like, but my my buyout clause was fifteen mil, so like Middlesbrough activated it straight. Okay. okay. Mm. That's, so, that's interesting. So they, they they activated it straight. So. It was like they had the freedom to speak with me. Okay, what well, do you have any more questions on? Yeah, I wanted to talk about the here and now. Mm. Obviously, as you said, your career has basically gone full circle. So mm. you're back at Watford. Obviously, the move materialised a month or two ago. And how has that been? Because I know when I phoned you, it was on the same day the manager got sacked. Yeah. So you're yeah. like, literally, bro, I don't even know my schedule. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that happens every month at Watford. Yeah. The manager gets sacked. Oh, oh, <laughs> no bro. comment. I mean, in six weeks with yeah. two managers, bro. But, yeah. yeah, this is football, bro. <laughs> this is football. This is the industry that we're in, bro. Mm. We don't know what's, what's going to happen tomorrow, man. Mm. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But like, when you call me, 
obviously like the manager got got, got the sack and that and well like I said but I didn't even know this, the, the, <laughs> what the next day was come what time it was kind of late innit yeah like evening time probably it was like evening time like, we didn't even have the schedule yet but what's what's happening tomorrow so like you know because obviously big change and you know waiting on the schedule so yeah no obviously different but like obviously I've been at loads of clubs where I've had loads of managers mid as well had loads of managers it would be interesting though loads of managers. to know the stat of when you first left Watford to now how many managers they've had Damn. it'll probably be probably like 20, 20 probably 30 20, 40 yeah. <laughs> if any Watford fans can do it for us and leave it in the comments <laughs> leave it in the comments <laughs> yeah there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of managers man there's been a lot of managers at the club but listen when, you, when you're in the club you're in the club innit Mm, so, do what you want. so how are you finding it though like being back on home so obviously coming back after turkey like what's the fitness like because i've been looking i've been seeing that you've been playing for like 15 yeah, minutes so 20 minutes obviously when i was out in turkey obviously i was cast away like obviously. oh you were banished yeah but i was cast away so i was doing doing the, the the training like myself but then i got moved to doing it with the the team again and then um so why were you banished obviously i know we've spoken about it but why with the whole money situation and stuff like oh, that. Oh, because basically like you're like, kicking yeah. up a fight. Not kicking up a Obviously Chafing. you're rightly owed your yeah. money and you're making just, a fight. Yeah, and it just like, it, you know, it just got in the way and, you know, it was just like, kind of like, yeah, you need you need to go. So mm. obviously like I'm still trying to do training. I'm not playing much, you know, and then obviously the Watford thing come in like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to play, but I need to get my fitness levels up to that you know, and now I'm starting to, now I'm, I'm I'm there, you know, I'm feeling good. Like, you know, I've just played the under-21s game like before I came. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, Can't you know, even we, tell. We just won 1-0, you know, I scored. Okay. You know, oh, yeah. You know, just, you know, just again there. <laughs> you know, but like for me, well, goal's a goal, well, wherever yeah, you're playing, yeah, yeah. you know, wherever you're playing, just to get that feeling again and get that sharpness back again, you know, and like, I've even seen no. you scored already for Watford. That was a sweaty goal, but they all cut. That was a sweaty goal. Like, that goal was funny bro, though, really. They all count. They all count, man. They all count. And um, you know, obviously now that I'm, I'm getting my fitness back there again, like I'm, I'm starting to be where I want to be, like you know. And obviously it's the last push, man. And hopefully we can get in the playoffs, man. So where, in terms of a percentage, would you say you feel like physically right now? Because I know you've been playing like twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah, because I'm starting to f- I'm feeling better now with the the more minutes I'm I'm getting last last two games like what twenty thirty minutes I played, you know, and like that it's been good for me, man. And I think like hopefully get a start one time, like obviously God's grace. But you know, I think right now I'd say like um you know if I'm asked to start, but I can make that start, bro, and I can I can I can give a good good fight man and how would you like sum up the dressing room because for me Watford should really be in that top two pushing for promotion and obviously way off the pace this season obviously I know you've been there for a short time but in terms of the dressing room what have you what sort of mentality have you seen no like everyone everyone's got a good mentality man everyone wants to do well but I just don't think it's just clicked it's just not clicked, man. It's not clicked. Like we've had like a, there's been since I've been here, there's been loads of draws as well, you know. And like it can be, it can be loads, of, loads of stuff, man. But we got the players, we have the players, man. We have got the quality, but you know sometimes it just doesn't get together. And I think like after obviously we, you know, we drew last game and then the game before that we yeah, won Wigan three, as well. You Wigan's know, a team that no disrespect like, to them. You expect yeah. with the players yeah. you got like Semar, KD. Yeah. All these men should be putting 
Yeah, no, and I, and I think like you know, it's it's only down to ourselves, you know, when like we, we have to do better, you know, we have to do better, and at the end of the day, like we, we can only blame ourselves, like to, to you know not being where we should be, you know, and like I said, it's just not it's just not come together in some games, you know, and like you know if you turn some of these draws into wins, and like it's it's a whole different aspect in when you're looking at the table, but what more can you say but the train the, the the group in terms of quality man it's up there man hmm, so what's your mindset in terms of your deal because i know you got a six month contract and i think watford retain a right to mm-hmm. give you an extra year yeah so like what's your mindset in terms of that deal structure bro i'm not even looking at the the, the summertime bro like right now man this is my focus i'm trying to trying to help in any way possible bro to try get watford up man like regardless if it's if I'm here or not, bro, I'm just trying my best. Like on the pitch, man. Like I would do for any team, man. That I'm at. Like so, I'm not even looking at that side of things because I got to do what I got to do mm. now. Then we look yeah, at yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then if we'll this takes care of itself, yeah, then that will take care of itself. Do you get what I'm saying? No, no, facts, yeah. facts. You know, so like for now, for me, just to focus on the now. Not what now. So yeah, talk to us about your international career. Mm. I know, it, the international career was good, man. Like, was, 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 was good. No, no it, was, it was good because obviously I've been back in a long time. Like, so, okay, I wouldn't say was good, is good. Okay, so have you retired or? No, I'm not, I'm not retired, but okay. I mean, like, I haven't been back in a, in a long, in a long time. You know? So, what's when the, was the last time I went? Was it AFCON? Well, that was 2017, 2017. Wow. So wow. it's. Or 2019. It's wow. mad because, like, you see players to prolong their career say, you know what, international football, I'm going to call it a day early so I can focus on my club career. Has that, obviously, it's been five years since we've last had a call-up. Has that sort of come into your mind thinking, hold on, this is almost a myth. Let me just focus on club football. No, like, obviously, I ain't got the call-up, I ain't got the call-up. Like, it's just one of them ones. You hold your hand up and say you just didn't get the call-up, you know? So, obviously when i was going like it was it was an amazing experience like it was a whole diff whole different culture man like before the games like you know normally when you're you know you're going to a game with club like it's like you're in a coach everyone's got their headphones in everyone's like this everyone's on the focus like you know you see man screwing like they're in the game but then you come you come to africa now Right. I was sitting on the, the bus for the first time going to the game like I was thinking yo like everyone's everyone's tuned in like oh, everyone's ready for this game like and all I just hear is mm, <laughs> <the drums. laughs> I said what's happening man and everyone is just like boom 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 and everyone's someone's singing at the back everyone's joining in mm. it was mad bro yeah, that's Man. African culture mm-hmm. like we see with Nigeria, Ghana it's bro just, it's crazy it's and different... you're, you're, you're going into the stadium everyone is in the huddle going into the change room, dancing, singing. It's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. So what is there any reasoning for you not playing for Congo? Because it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Within that period, you've been a record signing transfer, you've done your thing, you've banged in goals. So who are the strikers? I know, was it? Uh, Bakambu. Oh, Bakambu. the Cedric Bakambu. No, uh, oh, is Marseille, is that Marseille? Yeah, yeah, that Villarreal? Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. China at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bukani. And because he was yeah, at Norwich. He was at he was at Norwich yeah, yeah. as well. Like you know, so like obviously, I just it just didn't it just didn't it didn't work out, man. Like so I, I had fun like at the African Nations. Like I had my chance, but see one of the boys got injured. So 
So yeah. do you have dialogue with the Congo Association of Football like do they speak to you and say, Brit, we've got an eye on you, like keep doing your thing, or is it just totally dead? No, it's totally dead. I don't think anyone really gets it's just like it depends who the manager is, bro. Mm-hmm. Then that's when they get in contact with you and say, like, normally there's a there's um, a player liaison. Literally, you won't speak to him, boom, you get like a draft saying, Yeah, you're called up. Okay, so, so that, that leads a wider question because we spoke to Alex Wolby about this as well, the sort of infrastructure around African football. And again, we saw Senegal do well in the competition. Mm-hmm. Even Morocco do very, very well. And I think for the game to progress in Africa, there needs to be that sort of structure in terms of the infrastructure. No, what's 100%, what's yeah. your experience in terms of that whole setup when you're at your club football compared to Africa? Yeah, no, the, the, there is a big difference. There is a big difference, man. The, like the structure needs to be better, like you know. And I think like Africa in the whole can go a long way, man. Can go a long way, like and like, you know. It's, for example, Congo. We have loads of good players, man. And like, I've, you know, we should be going to World Cups. We should be going to World Cups. Look at Morocco, man. Yeah. Like you know, they're doing so well. You know, we should be going to World Cups, but like sometimes I feel like we're let down by the structure of. You know, the things and a lot of the managers have been trying to change it but it's 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 more than the manager sometimes man so when you say structure like what's the granular detail because it's like a buzzword structure project so what's the actual details when you mean when you, what you mean by structure I was, for example, I'll give you a story, man. <laughs> this has been a story, story number five. <laughs> so uh, we, were, we were at African Nations, right? And um, who was our first game against? Uh, who was our first game against, man? I can't remember. It was our first game. And, uh, you know, doctors are supposed to sort out everyone's medical stuff. Yeah? It's supposed to sort out all the medical stuff. Like, obviously, day before the game, day before the game, he's not like, the, you're supposed to send the medical stuff to the... the on the federation thing like that you know straight so you know everyone everything whatever it is obviously doctor's not done it (laughs) we're in the hospital for about six hours the day before the game don't even train we don't train like six hours before the game everyone has to do their medical stuff and that don't train bro and then like we got slapped (laughs) (laughs) we got slapped what who did you play i can't remember was it like a big team or like a team you should have been beating I can't remember who it was. We got slapped by Egypt as well, to be fair. Oh, okay, well, Salah there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was he, he, he wasn't, he, he, I don't know, I don't think he scored, but he wasn't like... What he is now? Nah, he, like, the guy that was, that turned, turned it up was Trezeguet. Yeah, oh, Trezeguet yeah, will yeah. be... He, he, <laughs> he, 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 he turned it up. It, was, it wasn't, like, you weren't even looking at Salah, you're looking at that Trezeguet guy, he turned it up, man. Okay. We'll talk, like, he was good that game, man. Really good, man. So, yeah, that's an example because, again, we want African associations to improve, to be better, hold themselves in a higher standard because if you get off the pitch correct, it falls onto on the pitch. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. The structure has to be there, man. It has to be there, man. Like, we can do so much better. Just like that story I told you, like... Yeah. We've like, heard some yeah, mad stories. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Things can be so much... They can be done so much better, man. But sometimes it's out of the manager's control. And you know it's 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 a it's a whole it's a whole thing. Everyone needs to do it as a whole. Like the people the people upstairs need to do better. 
And like I think in Africa, you always hear about, obviously, we're Nigerian and people mm. say, oh, 419 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> in these African contents, maybe they're given the finances, but it's not trickling down to the players. It's being pocketed. <laughs> so they're trying to take yeah. shortcuts and, and stuff like that. Bro, but like, you know, we, we, we say we say this, we say this in Af- like, uh, as in people in Africa do it, but it happens around the world, man. Mm. It happens yeah. with a- agencies. It, ha- bro, it mm. happens, bro. Mm. It happens, bro. It's not just the, the African man that's doing it, but you got the other <laughs> man that are doing it as well, bro. Yeah. Okay, what well, are you experiencing? They're, they're just doing it slightly, like. <laughs> <laughs> they're just doing it slightly, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. at, at the end of the day, man, everyone's got to eat. But at the same time, you got to eat with integrity, eat, man. Eat yeah. and let man them come you know, up. Come yeah, up, yeah, bro. Yeah. But yeah, man. Hopefully, it changes, man. Yeah, no. Nah, so we're gonna move on to life outside of football. What does Brick get up to when he's not playing the beautiful game? <laughs> on the beautiful game podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> well, obviously, I got my my clothing line that I work on every day. It's called SPKD. Stop people killing dreams. Uh, work on that like flipping every day man just like trying to get it better you know you know getting samples in like talking to people out in different countries like you know just trying to get it, get it to where where it needs to be man and um, we've got even some drip there yeah, and even man, if we yeah. can show some in it yeah, like, yeah man like yeah so like, can... see like this is one of the tops that's just come out yeah. drip chaser yeah you know it's come out the jacket flipping the hat Oh, jacket, yeah, 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 jacket, yeah, yeah. t-shirt, yeah, yeah. hat. Obviously, you go on the website www. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to be www.spkdlifestyle.com. <laughs> Link below. <laughs> You've been no. watching YouTube, uh, bro. You've been watching the video. Nah, but you know what? It's my daughter, man. Every time she's doing a little recordings, bro, she's like, "Yeah, please subscribe to my channel." So now, now I'm doing it for her, like, yo. Link below, but that's the case. Nice, nice. So, like, in terms of inspiration that like we've seen, you know, a few footballers go down the fashion route, um, ones that have been successful, Reese Wabara, there's Dimitri Mitchell at um, things like Exeter now. Mm. He's got Benair clothing. Mm. So, like, do you look at any of those as, like, maybe inspiration in terms but of... Yeah, I, I, I like to hear everyone's story, man. Mm. Like, I'm a person that wants to hit, see and hear every, every angle of like how people have done it you know what I'm saying and for me it triggered like when I broke my knee when I was out I was out for 14 months like and I was bed bound for about four to five months mm. like and that's when I started to work on SPKD man because I, I love fashion man I love fashion I, well, I'll, just, I'll wear what I want yeah when like, you came you know, in you're like yeah this is like, a unique <laughs> style <laughs> 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 you see the trousers yeah. yeah. not, not, not many yeah. people can rock this nah, nah, trousers, nah, trousers you pulled it off I'm a rocket boy no one gonna Rick tell me shit Rick came in to do fashion ain't no one gonna tell me shit bro like I'll rock these bro you know but like obviously that's when it started and like ever since then man just been pushing it man we didn't even speak too much mm. about your injury. So, like, yeah. talk to us about that because it probably came at, a, you know, a time yeah, when you were at a, time, at a mad trajectory, like, on your way to the Prem. Obviously, you can still get there with yeah. Watford, but how was that in terms of, not let me say defining your career, but in terms of coming back from that setback? Yeah, but it was difficult because, well, I, was, I had 15 goals by that time, man, and it was still, it was still about 20 games, 20... 20 games left, man, and I was flying, man, but it was running. I just take the shot and then my knee just breaks, mm. gone, you know, and obviously going to the hospital, 
And then the surgeon telling me, like, looking at me like, oof. Like, you, you do well to come back from this. Okay, what, this well, could potentially... We always hear that message, though, Britt. Like, surely surgeons need to stop saying, oh, you'll be lucky again to play. Like, it's the biggest cliche thing that we always hear, bro. Maybe he was up his ass or something. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did the job. He did yeah. the job. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? He did the job. He got me back, you know. But obviously, he did tell me, like, yo, this... Because obviously, my one was a patella tendon. It wasn't an ACL. Wow. When, when none of the, like this was the worst of the worst mm. like yo they had to you know graft my hamstring from my left side tie up my knee yeah. with my hamstring put bolts in there got three quarters of a knee but bro, I'm still here bro still, yeah. fighting, still bro. playing still, still fighting bro mm, mm, mm. you know like he said like it wasn't gonna be you know you know I'll be lucky to, to, to play bro but after the four, fourth month when he saw my knee he was just like wow what the fuck did you get to this position? You know, and I said, like, bro, I'm a fighter, man. And, like, I, I got to where I needed to be, man, and I got myself back, man. No, true mindset. I just, last one on that one is, in terms of mentally, because we've spoken to Moses of the bar, Joe, and when he had his long-term injury, he was in a trajectory where he could be playing Prem the next season. And he came onto this platform and it's like, the mental challenges were mad. He suffered from depression. Viv Solomon also came onto this platform and said, listen, when he was injured, he just wanted to be bed bound. Mm. How was that recovery process for you, bro? Yeah, because obviously, when, honestly, I did it. Not them, obviously, I went back home. Mm. So I was running the friends and family. Like, obviously, I was bed bound for three, three four months. Like, Is that yeah. physical because of your leg or because you weren't in a great place? No, physical, bro. Okay, you couldn't... Bro, I couldn't shower for three, four months, bro. What Mrs. is the one washing me with flannel in that? <laughs> 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 no, it's not even fine, but that's we're flannel, bro. Stinking, bro. Stinking, like, and obviously, like, bro, like, like I couldn't take care of myself. I think obviously it was hard mentally, bro. We started eating, but I'm just eating trash, bro. Like, what's so that? Like, binge eating, bro. I was binge eating, man. Well, like McDonald's like, and all that. No, like. not 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 like that. But just like, well, just eating what like I wanted. Like it was just like you know my mum's. Oh, my yeah. sorry. <laughs> she feels sorry for you. She, ah, like, bringing nup nup. <laughs> you know, it was like it was like that. But you know, I think in terms of the mental side of things, like it it, it was it was tough, man. That first three four months because no, I couldn't do nothing, bro. Like I was just in that bed, wake up in that bed, like might stand up for a little bit but then bro because my knee was just in a locked position mm. it was just in a locked position for three four months until they had they changed the degrees and i was able to bend a little bit just a little bit Nah, love for sharing that story because mm. i know a lot of premier league and championship footballers mm. listen to this podcast and even some of them that are injured right now obviously yeah. reached out to me today and said that oh, they're locked in they listen to it so i think you telling your story will sort of like help them like to keep yeah, like it's hard, on. man. It's it is hard, man. When you get when you when you're injured and you're coming into training, like, and you're seeing the other guys playing, training, having a laugh, and you're just there, like, coming in the morning. And the worst one is when everyone asks you, "How is it? Mm. How is it? How is it?" But well, you answer about ten ten <laughs> guys, bro, and the same guy will ask you the next day, and you're thinking, "Bro, oh. but I just told you yesterday, bro, it's the same thing." Where you're still t- telling me, "How is it?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yo, that's out for forty months, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, but yeah, it, no, but it, no, but it's nice that everyone still cares. You get what I'm saying, course. like regardless. But you know, it, it, it's tough, like knowing that you're here, and like 
your goal is to get there to get back playing man tough Mm, so like I know we were talking about outside the pitch. You spoke about your your clothing line. Is there any other sort of things you're doing? Because a lot of players sort of say, you know what, I sink my peas into property or I invest in I don't know stocks or Bitcoin, yeah. Bitcoin, other businesses or Rollies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I got the Casio one, man. Okay, I got the Casio, bro. <laughs> bro, this this is easy for me, man. Like, uh, look, I like watches, but like you know, I like to keep it simple as well. Um, obviously, I do my property stuff, and uh, obviously, I got my chauffeuring um, business as well. Like, okay. yeah, yeah, and um, obviously, that's like in England and overseas as well. So, you know, like I've got a lot of things that like I, I keep keep in check with, man. Okay, so how do you sort of manage that? Because again, you've got football clothing line. Do you build like do you surround yourself with like a team that sort of okay, this guy takes care of this or? Are you sort of like still headed operations? Yeah, no, like, bro, I, I like to get involved, man, mm-hmm. and everything, man. I like to be full on with it all, man. Like, bro, like, I get back home, see, chill with the kids and stuff like that. Like, as soon as the kids go to bed, bro, I'm in full work mode, man. Full work Jeez. mode. And then, then I'll play Call of Duty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I won't never play until I finish all my work, and then I'll, then I'll Makes hit. Sense. Then I'll hit Call of Duty. He even knows that. I tell him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so what is bro helping out with the businesses and yeah, that? Yeah, bro, bro, everyone, bro. Yeah. Everyone, man. All the boys, my family, everyone, bro. It's it, so like that, a family. When it started, when I, when I first started and everyone was helping doing orders, for example. Now, obviously, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the uh, warehouse and the orders are going. Obviously, you order order get sent out like not doing that no more like before it was like hands on full room full room like yeah. and you just go to the post office every day you know now it's obviously it's taken and it's going it's scaling up yeah man now nah, big up bro he's been having a jolly up in the yeah. background laughing all episode. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, last one on, on outside. I the think football. we should even show some of the okay. pieces for the camera. You can know, just, if we yeah, can dash like chat. so we can <laughs> show. I know some people might want to get some drip. Even the Watford show, we'll, yeah. we'll take that. It's <laughs> for you guys. Nah, hats, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Man. Nah, nah, I don't yeah. know if hats work on me, you know. But don't worry, bro. Whoever comes on the thing, you say, yeah, yeah. Love my bro. These are the new ones still. Oh, love, love, love. Two TBG had a message, bro. bro. Top top man. Uh, Watford shirt. Ah, uh, love, love, love. Got love, some hats wow. as well. Looking cold. I'm definitely going to be rocking these. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a big head though. This like one side. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, cool. Come cool, on, cool, man. Cool. You know, no, Britain's got it all patterned. <laughs> cool, <but no. laughs> so yeah, just yeah. showing the sizes. Yeah, these are these, these are the, these are the new ones that just dropped. Cold. The branding is. is Long yeah, it's still, different still. Yeah. Cool, yeah. No, so Britt, very last one on um, life outside of football. Yeah, in the whip. Date night with the missus. Heading to Bagatelle. What what what's on the playlist? What if I'm music. listening to music? Yeah. Oh is it Afro beats? Is it yeah, hip hop? Is it old school? Yeah, it's definitely Afro beats, man. Okay. It's taken over. It's definitely it's definitely Afro beats. Like my missus is dropping up for the kids that when the kids are in the car now, <laughs> they they're telling my missus, yo, Afrobeats. Is it? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, my missus is white. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Big up missus. <laughs> my kids are the culture, man. Yeah, my kids, like, she knows all the songs now. Like, yeah. My kids know it. Like, they're, they're telling mommy, like, on the way to school, like, you got to play this. But yeah. You should see our playlist now change from what she used to do. So, what tunes, like, what kind of artists are you playing it from? 
like they they listen they listen to ev- everything man like my my little girl was um listening to Dav- uh, davido was oh, that yeah. was it george uh, my baby george that one yeah okay what's yeah, that what's yeah, that what's yeah. that called yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah bro <laughs> my little girl was singing that in the film yeah, like, my missus calling me like oh brit like amaya wants a that song, what's that song? I said, what song, man? <laughs> she saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's nice. Yeah, we'll probably go Afrobeats, man. Mm-hmm. Afrobeats. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, so we've got a closing tradition on this podcast, but very quickly, you've been... Yeah, this has been... Poof, amazing. One hour, 20 minutes. That's, That's it. flown, bro. <laughs> and we through, were bro. like, listen, we're going to keep it until... Bro, this been has been, been dope. dope. Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. The insight, the five stories that you <laughs> <Yeah>. gave us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, I've got loads more, man. But no, 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 definitely run a Five stories, <laughs> five-star podcast. <laughs> That's it, bro. Five-star clothing brand. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. Yeah, we've got a closing tradition on this podcast where we ask our guests that's experienced the TBG experience to recommend a potential future guest for us to get onto this platform that you've either played with or who has been a coach or has been influential in your football career. So if you had to recommend one person in football to come onto this platform, who would it be, bro? Oof. Anyone? Mm. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's you just you guys just hit me just. I know, like, I did yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I told me before. I tried to make it easier for you. That's <laughs> why I like, said, yeah, Mikel, you're gonna help us. That's why I said, Mikel. I tried to make it easy for you. No, no, you know what? I'm a. I would say Mikel, Mikel Antonio. Okay, he, he'd be man. good for this podcast, man. Mm. Okay. He's got energy. He's got energy. He's got energy. Stories for days. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell, tell you some good stories. Ones, ones that lot of them as well, bro. <laughs> no, we'll try and make that happen, man. What do you think you can make it happen potentially? Yeah, we'll, yeah I'll, I'll get on the phone to him, man. Okay, nah, you're a man of your word as yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if he watches this now, he's gonna have to do it now. <laughs> yeah, on the spot, on blast. But yeah, man, now, nah, bro. As yeah. I said, you've been a pleasure. To nah, deal with from you, start man. to finish. When we first had that phone call, everything was just easy. Yeah, it's like easy. You know, sometimes you get that last minute mm. phone call. Oh, listen, I can't make it, man. <laughs> but you know, you've Story been of perfect, our lives. man. Yeah, you've nah, been man, I'm perfect, chill guy, so. man. Like, I'm happy to be on here, man. And like, bro, it's been wicked, man. Definitely. So we're gonna leave it there. That's another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. Over and out. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.